Thank you for tuning in to another episode of We Hear Man. Since you're listening, you've probably noticed we're everywhere. Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, just to name a few. But we need you all to be sure to subscribe and give us your reviews. Let us know how you like the show. And if you can't give five stars, reserve judgment for another day. But thank you again for listening. And remember, we here, man. This is CV. And we here, man. We here, family. So how how's this week been going for you? Week's been good. It was a short week. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm always thrilled when I can get out of work early or go into work late. It's the highlight of my week. What you mean? You went into work late today? Um, no. What I mean is I didn't go on Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just went on Tuesday. I'm slow, man. I know. I'm you, still not woke. I was about to say, you said it's a short week, but you acted like it's been a really And I'm short. I'm, I'm short. I'm slow. <laughs> I was on a short bus. I don't know. Whatever. It's been wow. A, it's been a long, short week. <laughs> so it's really, it's really great then that we have our guest today because maybe he can help you with some of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So we have <laughs> North Carolina teacher and viral sensation, Mr. Barry White Jr. What's going How on? How are you doing? What's going on, y'all? What's happening? What's happening? I, I, I love your energy. Like, it just exudes, like, confidence. That's a noob right there. I was about to say, it must be that whole new thing, new, whatever. Yeah. yeah, all day. So, we want to get today's show started off by doing a pit and a peek. And like I told you before, since you're a teacher, I'm sure you do cheesy things like this all the time. Why I gotta be cheesy, though? <laughs> I, like, I like a little bit of cheese. Like, I just feel like, you know, I, I'm really big on corny jokes. I, I've got one for it's you, terrible. Barry, but Please, I, no, I, I'll spare, spare you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm big on cheese. It's just my thing. I hope my kids don't think my jokes are corny. Like, I don't know about that. You know what? Sadly, we're old to them, so they probably do. Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. Yeah, they laugh to make you feel good, man. They do. You they know do. what? I'll take that and do it a week. <laughs> so, Barry, tell us what is your pit in the peak of the week thus far? Your high point and your low point. All right. So my my peak, I guess my high point would have been um, the Monday. I'm sorry, Tuesday. Coming back from the weekend. The second week of school, I did. Me and my students did what's called. Um, we remixed the Wild and Out game. It's called. Uh, oh, that's it was, dope. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> that probably they got real. They got into it. They really got into it. Like it's more of something's fun. I just remember the rules, but they they start getting competitive. They start, they start picking up pencils, acting like it's imaginary mics. I'm like, boy, I'm like, I said, this is kind of tense. But no, nah, that was, a, it was a, a really joyous occasion, man. They had fun uh, with that. And, you know, we were able to reestablish and reaffirm some of those rules while having fun. So that was big on it. And I guess my uh, my pit has been the lack of sleep that I've gotten since mm. just the start of school. <laughs> man, that for the first two weeks is crucial, man. So I've, I've been trying to get one or two hours in. Whenever I can, get right back to it. 
Oh my goodness. Hey, like, man. well, I just want to go ahead and say off top, like we as parents appreciate what you do yeah, we appreciate daily you. as an educator because we need eight hours away from our kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> yo, I, I can't entertain him in the confines of our home for eight hours. Like, so yeah, like, like what, how do you the do work. in the classroom? <laughs> Man, and, and a lot of different tricks and activity. It get, as you can, pretty much, it just comes with matching that energy. Like I, you know, I make sure to get my cup of coffee in the morning and I get rolling. Like, it's like it's just nonstop. I told, uh, I told my coworkers like, listen, I feel like LeBron in the finals, man. Like, like going against the Warriors, man. Somebody got to keep up the energy. Let me, let me keep it going. No, that's great. That's great. I would say for me, my peak of the week, I'm going to I'm going to start with my pit. So unfortunately, my pit is that I have a bully at my job. So mm-hmm. we're definitely going to talk about bullying, Mr. White, because I'm pretty sure that's something you see <laughs> in the schools. But I have a bully at my job. So that is my pit. But my peak is that um All our listeners know I believe wholeheartedly in counseling and taking care of your mental health. And I had an initial appointment today and it went really well. It just it it was nice to kind of talk to somebody and and get it out, you know? Absolutely. True that. Absolutely. She had to tell them all about how much I get on her nerves. I I do. I had you know, I am a firm believer that you don't take your business outside your house with people who can (laughs) who can spread it. So why not pay somebody to listen to how aggravating he is? Whatever. Mm, legally binding, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, it's exactly. All it's all good. Um, my pit, uh, I would say, I guess the, the, the quick end to the weekend, it felt like it went by lightning fast, even though we had an extra day. Um, and, you know, had to come back, you know, and pretty much do everything chore-wise that we would normally <laughs> do throughout the weekend in one day. Because we, like, went out of town and, you know, did the family thing. Um, the peak is, I guess, like, I got my son uh, set up to be, like, a game streamer. And, like, okay. I, I was telling them um, some of the stuff that, you know, we're going to do this weekend. Got the green screen coming in. So we're going to be able to do the picture in picture. It's going to be real dope. And he's super excited about it. That's kind of, like, his treat for being, you know, good in school and everything. Mm-hmm. So. so for our audience, if you guys are like, who is Mr. White and why do we care? If you have seen the uh, viral sensation of the teacher who has individual handshakes for each of his uh, students and he memorized them all, did not miss miss a beat (laughs) from handshake to handshake, that is who we have on the line. So inquiring minds want to know, how in the hell you memorize all that? <laughs> man, it goes back to my Kappa days, man. You know, I, I was party hop practice. Yeah, party hop practice. You know, you got to remember the moves. You got to remember the turns, when to get low. You know, it comes to routine. Now, but uh, my but it's, it's, at this point, like, it's literally just muscle memory and routine for us. Like, something mm-hmm. that, I mean, I love doing just as much as they do. Like, that's, I might have a little more fun than they do doing it, you know. But it's something that, you know, when you see... What it does for somebody else and everybody's enjoyed it. And you make you make it a priority. You know, just make it a priority to okay, the same way you remember their name. All right, well I'm gonna let me remember all your moves too, your personality. It comes with being a teacher, man, and really being dedicated and committed to your students. True. So you know, as we get older, right? Yeah. You know, like the knees don't work the same way. <laughs> and these kids 
these kids gonna come up to you with like all the new dances, and at some point, <laughs> what's gonna be your stopping point? Like you gonna be like, uh, can't do that one. <laughs> uh, pretty much, I'm like, listen, can we uh, can we simplify that? Like I used to simplify reading for you. That's what I'm saying. Remember I used to break it down for you? Can can we simplify that a little bit? That's what I'm, that's what I'm gonna position that. That's what's up. So what drew you to to education? What would make a young black man want to be a teacher? Um, well, really, uh, it really started in college. Like, uh, my freshman year, I was, you know, undeclared like most college students. And I did an internships, internship at Clemson University. And mm-hmm. for me, when I was 17 years old, I went to you know, college. I was young, fresh out of New York. So I, you know, I went uh, down south. And in the internship, I had worked with, uh, there could have been no four, like four, maybe 10, 12 graders and he did housing projects. So, you know, low income, man, you know, that pretty much that low in poverty, like single parent homes, how that goes. So I had, there I had this one particular student in Devon. And this is when I didn't have any type of teaching, like teacher training, any pedagogy, any things that I would have now. And I'm thinking like, what exactly am I gonna be able to do in two months? Like what I'm gonna just here click and check, like what's how this gonna go? And throughout the course of the internship, like well, my boy, you know, my son like called kinda of told me something and that was just like half the battle was just being present, like just showing up. Mm-hmm. Like you know, look looking like him, showing up, you know, able to relate, talk to him, you know, in a way that you know he can relate to, or uh, and just just being there, man. You know, a lot of these a lot of the students they don't, they don't have a consistent male presence. So just being that, mm-hmm. so it was two months, man, when I was able, how we close we got, there was mom told me at the end of the internship how like, he wanted to be like Mr. White, and I was his hero. Then at that 17 years old, I'm like, listen, wow. I don't have no type yeah. of skill set right now. So that just kind of resonated with me over that summer. Like, if well, okay, I, this happened, we just being present. Now, what happens when I'm able to develop a craft or I, I do get the pedagogy or I do get the training and I'm able to elevate this, then what can I do for so many other, you know, young boys and girls that, that need that? And the consistent presence, but need consistent presence that's going to push them to be great, you know, and just uh-huh. kind of flip the, the whole, like, building academics and the character at the same time. So that, that really was drew me to teaching. And from then on, I've been now on, on the train. I don't plan on getting off no time soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's up. That that is awesome because, you know, in doing my research, kind of preparing to speak with you today, I looked up like the benefits. I've been hearing a lot about the benefits of having uh, male teachers of color, be it black, you know, Hispanic, um, even even Asian. And you mentioned one of the benefits is, you know, kids have someone who looks like them. I don't remember having a black male teacher. And she was in the suburbs. Yeah, I, <laughs> had, I had, had black female <laughs> teachers, but I don't remember having a black male teacher. And that's why I asked the question the way I did is like, why would a young black man want to be a teacher? Because there aren't too many people that look like, you know, look like you mm-hmm. that were doing what you do back then. Um, that's where I, that's where we differ though. I had a lot of black teachers yeah. that were male. Um, and in middle school, in upper grades or elementary? Uh, I had probably about four that I can think of in elementary school. Like, they weren't my teachers, but I saw them, you know, around. And they used to kind of, you know, make sure they, they talked to us, mm-hmm. um, you know, see us in the halls, make sure you tuck in your shirt, make sure you're presentable, you know, stuff like that. So I used to see that um, a good bit. I went to 
a predominantly black elementary school. Now, when I got to middle school, it was completely flipped because <laughs> it was um, I went to private, and then there was only one black teacher in the whole building. Yeah. Um, the other one was like a teacher assistant in like the lower grades, but he was the middle school math teacher, and so um, you know, it was a real small environment. And then high school, I went to the hood school, and it was—I don't know if there was a—it was like probably a handful of white teachers. Period. Now, when you when you decided, okay, I want to become a teacher, were you aware of how much you were needed as a black man in the school system? Um, well, I was part of a program called the Call Me Mister program. So, uh, okay, you familiar with that? You familiar? Yeah. I've heard of yeah. it, but uh, tell our listeners a little bit about it, because I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. My show. little cousin was in it. Yeah, you see, go. Um, so it's, a, it's pretty much, it's an organization, a teacher preparation organization, where um, they uh, select, you know, males, as a matter of race or ethnicity, and they pretty much pay for your college, and they, throughout that, probably throughout your year, as years in college, they, you know, train you on, you know, education through educational tools, and that's how I actually did that internship at Clemson was through called the Mister Program. They have like internship every summer, uh, summer conferences, and just continuously connecting male educators together. And it's predominantly is African American, um, and it's expanded so far, like all the way to Florida. And they pretty much, you know, we're almost like our own fraternity of male teachers. That uh, wow. in a way. so anyway, yeah. So that. So, so throughout that program, of course, you know, we consistently around other like-minded individuals and those are conversations that we would have, you know, in our group texts or in our meetings. And, you know, so I didn't necessarily, it, it was there, like the imagery was there. And then it's mm-hmm. different when you're speaking on it, but then when you actually get in the game and then you see, like you see in your own eyes, like how much and you're able to listen throughout the throughout the actual school year. And you're looking around at professional developments and you're seeing that it's few, you know, far, far from me. So then you really get the experience firsthand that, okay, everything I learned and I talked about, now it's coming full circle. Like, this makes a lot right. of sense. And, you know, I really am need to really stamp and put my stamp. And it's great. Yeah, so That's what's, up. what's the demographic of, of the school that you teach at now? If you had to put a number on, um, I guess, the, the makeup of the school, um, it's, it's what would you say? I mean, it's predominantly African-American. It's a small percentage. Oh, I was going to say from the pictures? Yeah, I'm on the west side of Charlotte. Like, uh, you know, I love my babies, okay. man. We, you know, we, we, we get in the mud, but um, it's definitely uh, predominantly African-American. Uh, I have a small percentage of... I think uh, the Brown group, you know, EL students, mm-hmm. like that, but maybe and a small percentage of uh, Caucasian students. Uh, now, it, when I first started, the school was, the teachers, as far as the staff goes, predominantly white. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was a pocket full of us. And now, while it still may seem like it's predominantly white, it's it's starting to be, it's, it's shift to a balance to where, you know, we have a lot right. of African American. Okay. Uh, staff in there. You know, nobody's naive to that, man. They know, yeah, I mean, anybody, nobody should be naive to the fact that you, in a predominantly African-American school, you need 
to have staff, staff or teachers of color in there, you know, so, so that I like, know that I'm not even, maybe like when I first, <laughs> maybe two years ago, I would try to politically correct the summer. Yeah, man, you know, it best, no. Yeah, at the end of the day, we know what's real. You need uh, uh, yeah. teachers of color. Like, that's how it works. Yeah, so, they will run them kids, they will run them over. Like, it's, Straight it, up. And, and they need to see representation, man, on our highest level. Like, actually, you know, coming in my suits and my ties and I speak and I carry myself, my confidence that I walk around amongst, you know, other individuals. So they need to see that. And then it's, uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm definitely advocate of having more teachers of color and specifically males, male, male teachers right. of color. Because, I mean, it's a shortage. It's, you know, you look up the numbers, statistics, is, we all low. You know, we all low, so... <laughs> Yeah, and it matters to not only the students of colors, not only little black boys, but little black girls mm -hmm. because of their perception of what black men are capable of. Um, you know, I think that Caucasian students absolutely need to see a respectable black man and know that, hey, this person exists. Um, so it, it's so important. But shifting gears a little bit, I have to tell you, one of my gripes, and I have many gripes with the public school system, but one of my gripes are, I think that they take bright, intelligent children and they teach them how to conform and they teach them how to like walk straight lines. One of the <laughs> things that I like, one of the things I like about what I see of your class and what you give to your class is a creative outlet and a creative expression of, of education. Like, how did you decide this is the approach I'm going to take? I'm not going to do what's what everybody else is doing. Uh, well, early on, even early on, I, I knew uh, just off, based off my personality and how my style of teaching per se that I'm a what you I guess you would call an unorthodox teacher or unconventional teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely like to think outside of black and push the limits because I mean you can do a year, let's use my school for example there, and try to go about it the traditional route or how, like how you just kinda of spoke to. And mm -hmm. the kids would not grasp that. It, I mean you would have no I engagement. Used to be so bored. You have no engagement. Okay. And then if this is if this is about growing brains then you need to do what it takes to engage them. Like you can have, I can have all the pedagogy training in the world. I can be a master mm -hmm. when it comes to lesson plans. But if I have nobody listening to me, then it doesn't make a difference. And then specifically, you know, uh, in different areas of demographics, that will develop, that will turn into a behavior issue. Because when kids get bored, first thing they do, they're going to start doing whatever they want. Then they're going to start looking around, <laughs> they're going to start looking around to recruit other individuals. Hey, man, hey, let's turn this out. So, that, with that being said, I knew, listen, I'm going to do whatever it takes to engage them. And now, definitely shout out to my my administration, my, my principal for, you know, giving me that teacher at time yeah. and allowing me to, you know, she pushes us to be us. Like, you be authentic, be you in the classroom because my kids will see through any persona that you're trying to put on <laughs> and they will eat that up, like, immediately. There's not, there's no warming up. They come in the game shooting threes. <laughs> not, not, see, I was the kid that was apathetic. And, see, yeah. boy, well, you've been the last one, but it's like, there's no layup lines in my, my school, man. It's straight from three-pointer. But, um, <laughs> 
yeah, so, so you know, with that, I did kind of watching. Um, I had one uh, a mentor of mine, still a mentor, Hayward John. He was a he's a principal now in South Carolina, Orangeburg. But uh, when I was going through the equipment program, he was a teacher, and I used to go to business class, and he had on Superman costumes, putting on rap concerts, <laughs> like literally a whole rap concert. I'm talking about renting out. Uh, you know, schools like like I mean a legit whole thing like kid traveling with them. like I'm like yeah that's that's what that's I want to emulate you know when I get older I just you know came to my own and kind of just that same concept and threw it uh, the way that I do it and you know like I said whatever gets the kids engaged man uh, yeah, learning, I ain't have no teachers like yeah, that yeah man learning can be still be fun like we can we gonna grow these brains but it you can also be joyful like you know you, right. you know you can want to come to school you know and I don't feel like going to no you you go I can't wait to get to school today and that's what I need that's the type of language that I want to hear you know walking through the halls that's what's up, man. I, dude, I'm gonna tell you like this. I remember that all of my teachers were just pretty much boring. It was the same old thing every single time we go into class. You know, saying get your book out. You know what I mean? And then they, they, you know, give you a little busy work. They get if they if you get really nice, they'll give you a crossword puzzle and be like, whoever finished first get a candy. Like, yeah, you get one of them dry ass marks. So you said you mentioned like behavior issues and um, something that is really occupying a lot of my time is class dojo. Do y'all use that? Are you familiar with class dojo? So it's not. Class Dojo is is fine. I would, you know, it, it was good to me in the years that we did use it. We totally got rid of it, and I'm uh, I'm not glad it's it got worse, it, but I'm glad for the replacement, which we use kickboard, and it's more. Mm-hmm. It's in it. I'm not sure you're familiar with, but it's 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 like class, it's an advanced class dojo, but we use actual money, well, scholar dollars, we call it. Mm. So throughout the school, like everyone is connected. Anyone can give it to your students like a whole thing and um they earn money like you know toward whatever incentive we got so for example to make it to fun fly tomorrow they have to earn fifty dollars right so mm. and so have fifty dollars and account. it teaches them the value of a dollar too. Exactly. so you know every the week what we do is every morning look you come to class before you, you get started check your bank account Let's see how much machine money mm. you check out accounts. You know, see how much money you got in it. Okay, how much money you need to get to the week. Like, then, you know, if you get... Because it's like virtual currency? No, well, no, nah, I'm wrong. Well, no, I think it's virtual currency, but I know it's an app. I mean, it's a, it's a program. It's called Kickboard. Okay. And, yeah. um, you know, through, and through that, we're able to, uh, uh, you know, give and take dollars and, you know, use a sentence mm. around it. So we just kind of shifted that mindset. Because we did do the class dojo, but... I mean, it was cool. It's Man, cool. dude, we it's the devil. We know that nothing The class dojo is the worst. Like, I can't stay <laughs> off of it. Even even my son is like, Mom, you got to stay out of class dojo. Because, <laughs> I, like I said, you know, we... Like, Get a point, uh, take a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're pretty unconventional parents. And, like, for me, public schools subscribe to a lot of stuff that I don't subscribe to. Mm. Like, okay, he's five. Um, if he was on task at 11.08... And he's not at 11.15. He's bored. He needs to get up and do something. Um, You know, I don't really care about all that. But then when my five-year-old comes to me and is, like, near tears, and he's like, Mommy, I only got one point today. And I I tried my hardest. And I'm like, I don't care about that. Were you nice? Did you help somebody today? Like... 
so how do you how do you teach children to separate behavior from who they are? So I think so. I mean, that comes at one just promoting that creative expression, right? Like teach mm-hmm. one of the first modeling uh, for them because they have before you, they can do it, you have to see it, right? So modeling that. Listen, you can see I am a hundred percent me. I am authentic. This is Miss who you get. Like it doesn't mean like they know I'm different and I'm and then I'm so cool with being different. Like you know, in the class and once a like listen, it's cool to be you. You're not gonna get penalized for making mistakes. So a couple things that I kind of went, I noticed throughout the years we teaching. Um, well, just sometimes, especially our boys, they just wanna, they need to exert mm-hmm. some energy, man. They just need to have some type mm-hmm. of outlet. So what I did was I went and got, um, I did like those shoes and I got bouncy bands and I put on the legs of all my chairs. So as they're sitting there, you know, some of my, you know, ones that, you know, need the extra energy, go ahead, put your feet up, go ahead and bounce that energy, you know, bounce your legs, your legs, while you're still sitting there in the desk and we still get, get busy, still getting to work. Or, I need that in meetings. Or, yeah. That's really good. <laughs> and then I, then I even went so far, I got, um, it's called a student lap desk to where, you know, I put it on the ground. You know, I got, they got a whole mm. desk on the ground ones that sometimes you just, you know, they just put their legs, put their legs out. It's in the eye, cool, go have a seat right there. Then now, you know, it's like, a, you know, you're on the floor, you got your desk right there. It's just, it's sometimes, if you, anything that's different than them sitting at a desk, a traditional desk, yeah. works for them. So it doesn't matter what it is. You know, I did that. And what grade do you Fifth teach? Grade. Um, oh, so we got time for you to move to Columbia and teach our son. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, so things like that, man. Just see, like, nah. I know. I know. <laughs> He's like, not at all. I don't know. South Carolina. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love Gotta, you know, see what's next. But yeah, that's how that's pretty much how I do it, man. You, you don't stifle them or trying to punish them for the little nuances that you know is gonna come with right. just being young and being right. a kid, you know, so things like that. I pray that you never lose that because I used to um, substitute teach and what I what I would see is happening is that teachers that have been teachers for such a long time because you know young teachers come in they're they're energized they're ready to go and they kind of get beat down by older mm-hmm. teachers who are like you know just do it this way it works mm-hmm. and uh, one of the honors that I had was substitute teach it was annoying but it was an honor I substitute taught in a gender spe- a gender only class yeah. so it it was um, only boys. And what I noticed is a lot of the stuff that you just said is that boys have to tap or boys have to move their feet. They have to get their energy out in order to be able to focus. And of course, being the mother of a five-year-old boy, I don't feel like his teacher gets that because I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, he got out of the chair because I see that he's been in his chair for two hours. Like, what have you been doing? So that don't ever lose that. Like, continue to just be Mr. White. I think that's awesome. Yeah, man, he's going to have to come teach the teachers. Yeah, I I will actually do a presentation. I go around... uh... I mean, I don't know if you looked up, but I go around and travel and speak to like different educators and districts, and you know, just tell my story and some things that I do to try to uh, spread that message, man. You know, just kind of push the new culture forward. To be honest, absolutely. So, what do you what do you think is the biggest challenge that you are seeing with our children today in schools? Like, um, I know social media is an issue, mm-hmm. video gaming. 
Like, how is that impacting our kids? What What are you seeing? So, I mean, there's so many different avenues you can go with that, but uh, just kind of trying to narrow it down because you mentioned like social media. One, uh, that I think is that comes, this is self esteem aspect, right? So, mm. think about it. Um, it's different. Uh, I was talking to a guy, um, I was in LA and CEO of Stance, and he was kind of, we were having kind of a good conversation about the whole social media thing. He was kind of, he was kind of breaking down, like, how, think about how when, when we were younger, like, say we do, because I, I include myself, because I didn't have a Facebook, Instagram, when I was coming up and all that, so, like, nah. we, we had to go to school, school to school, <laughs> you know, you was worried about, you know, who going like me, at a certain point, you're, it tra- if you transfer from okay, I want my, I want the validation from my parents. Like when you, you know, tiny, you know, toddler, all the way to maybe a little league. You know, you want that value. All of your parents miss a, a basketball game, then you really upset. Like you know, I want you there. And then once you hit that kind of the middle, like teenage or preteen, that that transfers from your parents' validation to outside my listen from everybody else yeah. right so yeah. so we already had that to deal with right so you come into schools do they like me if i had this group of friends i don't be in this subgroup popular xyz so that's one thing that was just with the people around us that was just the people in our schools or in our neighborhoods so now um it's just multiply that by a million because now so, so <laughs> pretty much you have scholars that have access to the world. Like you can literally uh-huh. see this kid doing this in Asia or this kid doing this in China, like you know, this kid doing this in this different state. And then what naturally what happens is you start comparing yourself and you say, Oh, then you can uh-huh. you develop this whole uh, yeah. mirage of dang, that life looks better or they dress better, or oh, I want that, you know, because they got that. And so now you have now you did you have to, you know, deal with in like real life, like self esteem issues and building their own confidence? But now you, you search and do social media, and then what do normal, natural kids do? Like they be on social media all night, right? So let's let's uh-huh. let's, let's, let's look at that. Let's say they up until ten or eleven. Sometimes they got their phone, they sneak. They might be up to midnight, God forbid, right? So then. Uh-huh. Now they lack of sleep, you're fatigued, right? So now you, you know, what happens when you're fatigued? You're, ag- you're already agitated, you're ready, now your immune system is down. So now you come to school fatigued, still having to deal with the real life uh-huh. of your, your self-esteem through just the, the systems and challenges of just everyday life on top of still wanting to be X, Y, and Z on social media and like, you know, the internet and seeing things. So it just, it just compounds, compounds, compounds. And that's why I always push people, man, to just listen, like, you, like, find your niche, man. Like, what you like is what you like. Put, like, you know, you really build your self-confidence, get over the whole likes thing or, you know, this person in comment, X, Y, and Z. And grown people struggling with well, that. Right. Grow, like, adults <laughs> struggle with that, man. And I'll be honest, like, in college, I was on that wave, too, when it first came out. Uh, my first meeting. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I might get some likes today. I might post this outfit. And then, <laughs> and then, like, now I'm seeing that, like, in the real life, you realize, man, let's say I posted a dope outfit out of my junior year, but then my rent due tomorrow. Ain't none of them likes, ain't <laughs> Helping me determine how I'm gonna get this money right. for this rent tomorrow. 100%. Right? So like, real life situations like that really kind of opened my eyes up. Like, dude, 
a lot of that materialistic and, and that, that real that surface level stuff don't matter. So now I'm on as an adult, I'm on the way of like how what am I impacted? How am I helping? What am I doing? You know, that can leave a legacy, right? So it's like that's that's a great moment. That's when I push to my, uh, you know, my friends and they're just you know, young young folks and people that I, I run into that do this. Like do it because you love doing it. Find your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you find your thing. Keep multiply. Keep doing it over and over. And like end it. See, you got fifth graders. Like how how many kids in your class actually have a phone and access to social and media? Nowadays, in fifth brother, grade? All of them. Dude, y'all listen, I was in. Damn. I had went to visit a school in. Uh, what was it Philadelphia? Uh, no, Newark, and um, and Uncommon School, and it was a, I think it was seventh graders. So I walked in there, I saw these girls with Apple watches, and they're not just Apple watches. <laughs> hold on, hold on, not just Apple watches, but it was pink and customized. I'm like, what? Oh my god. My kid is gonna be so picked on because you can't have none of that. Until you yeah. I couldn't, just, dude, I couldn't yeah. believe that. I'm like, I got the basic suit, dude. They got the customized print in seventh grade. I don't even have like, one. Like, yeah, see, no. So yeah, to answer your question though, like they have social media too, but so I don't. No, they they you know they follow it all like on my page public, but I don't really be seeing. Uh, yes, I try not to look at it either because I'm like, listen, man, I'm going to get yeah. into dad mode and I, I don't even want to, you know, do that. Yeah, you need deniability. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? So I'm like, I don't know when we're going to give him a phone. Like, I'm thinking right now, you know, because he's in kindergarten, right? So right. I'm thinking, but like, he got to be, yeah. be like 15. 15? I don't know about you gotta 15. You got to be doing though. something. No, you got to be doing something. Do you play a sport? Do you have a job? If you ain't doing yeah, like, nothing, then no, you don't need yeah, no phone. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's real. That's definitely real. Call, call me old school because when Facebook launched in 2004, they didn't have like you couldn't even put comments on people's pictures. So I, I, I remember when this started, I was like, that's all you could do is poke somebody. You, could, you know, you couldn't even interact. So this is crazy. Well, how how do you find the balance? Because I I am assuming, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, with all of your creative approaches, I'm assuming you use the internet in your class. So how do you make sure that your students are doing what's appropriate on the internet in your class and not? Um, like trying to skirt the security measures that the school puts in place. As far as like um, my tech, when I use technology in the classroom. Yes. Uh, well, mm-hmm. well, I, well, honestly, I run a tight ship. Like I used to see a lot of like the fun stuff. <laughs> like you know, like, like uh, I'll put for all that. But outside of that, it's is a I'm giving respect and I'm definitely demanding it too. Like so, it's a it's an even balance of where specifically in my classroom, I. You know, it's aggressive monitoring. I'm constantly moving around too, so it's like, it's like, do I really want to try this in this class? Like, do I really want to try to go on this website while he's teaching? Nah, it's probably not mm-hmm. worth it. Like, that's, that's probably <laughs> that's probably the thought that goes through your mind a lot because uh, you know, and then, you know, then you, then you don't want to be the one student that's like, oh, oh man, Miss Miss White had to get on me. 
Like the only one that has to happen. And everybody look at you like, dang, bro, you just, you, you messed up. You disappointed this way. You know, it's made me that culture, man. That's when you got the juice, nah, man. Yeah. You, you definitely it. have a good rapport with yeah, your students if they culture. worry about disappointing exactly. you. <laughs> like I said, I give a lot of love, a lot of joy. You know, you see that side. But yeah, I also demand I have high expectations at all times. Like it's, it's no, right. I don't drop down that. They know the balance. They know, listen, when it's time to get this business, Let's go. Let's get to work. You know, so and we can keep that balance going as long as you know we are consistently building these academics and growing these minds. Then we can also you know do the other things too. Now I keep it creative and fun and fresh. But you gotta you gotta give me you gotta show me that is in that vein. And so now they keep uh, right. two way street. street absolutely. So so yeah. So they, they don't really venture off to. Uh, Things like that, you know, that I know about at least. And then it's a, it's a program <laughs> called Dino. I'm not sure if you heard of it. Uh, Dino mm-hmm. allows you to see their screen, so you can you can mm-hmm. see their screen from you know it's an app from oh, okay. your phone or your Chromebook or uh, whatever you got, and you can actually see their screen what they're doing. And a lot of times in my class, I use uh, what's called Nearpod. That's um that. So when I'm going through my presentation or my lesson, and then you know the power slides on the board. It's, it shows up on their Chromebook, and I'm controlling mm. like, from my uh, my iPad. You know, when they move on to the next slide and all that, and they have to, you know, and it's only on that. So it's like you can, it's where it's control, okay. right? you know, and to make sure to affirm that you know no one is uh, going any lower than expectations set. Going on. Right. So check it out. So my thing is, um, you bring a lot to the classroom, man. Like a lot of energy, a lot of fun. And one of the things, you know, when my son comes home and he has something to do, and I know, you know, we're at the beginning stages. He goes to school where they teach Spanish and English. Okay. Um, and so what what we're looking at is when he comes home, when he sits down and he does his homework with me, he has, um, he ha- it's almost like he has, like, a fear of doing so- getting something wrong in front mm-hmm. of me or whatever. Like, what do you advise for parents to kind of be able to build on what you're doing, like, what you're doing in the classroom? Because if he has that super fun yeah. teacher, and then he comes home and his dad. And his like, daddy is not super fun. I'm not fun at all, man. I ain't got no energy you know, with this. I mean, um, I mean, what are you, Dad? What are you doing? So, are you- it's like, it's... That's always gonna be there. Of course, you, like when it comes down to like the sports or yeah, you know, party. That's when it's like super fun. Parents, I guess. But academics wise, I think it just uh, for my advice to parents would be just really bridge that gap between the separation from their teacher and the parent. What I mean by that is just consistent communication and show that unified front. Like they need to see that you know you're talking to the teacher a lot. Always like you know about this lesson or what work they're supposed to have. Like, for example, I know uh, when I send homework home, I always have a section uh, that I tell my parents that it's the teacher notes and model. So I have my exact model of how I broke whatever down with the exact passage on there so they can look at it and they can be familiar with it, you know, and not have to ask a thousand questions. Like, okay, well, what are you supposed to do with that? Or sometimes you come <laughs> home and then you did a whole you know, day of uh, school and you learn a lesson and you might not be 100% uh, confident in it yet. And you come home and be like, okay, well, what did your teacher say about this? 
Okay, we're, we're spreading high. Uh-huh. Then it's like more pressure on them as opposed to, okay, <laughs> ah, so your teacher did this, so let's try that. Or let's, let's do this together right. as opposed to kind of like, you know, shifting, taking the monkey off their shoulder a little bit. And um, so that's disconnected. It's like, okay, well, what did you, or well, how, action, and just action, like how, okay, what did you work on today? So how can I, what can I do at home that emulates that? To reaffirm what you learn, mm. you know, so so it's a it's a smooth yeah. connection because it's not like a one size fits all. Like, okay, uh, make sure you got a handshake with your son. Nah, just make sure you know, <laughs> nah. you know, make sure you're familiar <laughs> with what's going on in school, so that when they come home, they don't feel like two separate things. Like uh, I just dealt right. with a teacher. Oh, now my dad asking me questions. Like you know, it feels like it's one thing. You bring up a great point. You bring up a great point because. Uh, it is the parent's responsibility to figure out what is the teacher doing because I probably rapid fire asked Jackson about four questions today and his response was, Mom, I've been at school all day. I don't remember. You know what I mean? And, and I was like, dang, you're right. I, I have a way to communicate with the teacher. I need to use it and ask the teacher. Um, so you're absolutely right. But as, as we come to a close, I have one question that I know is on all of my parent friends' minds, okay? I need you to get mentally prepared for this. What the hell is up with new math? New math. <laughs> he do reading literacy. You don't do. I, no, I, you got to have answers on that. That's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> how you change math, man? Reading's still the same. Why math is that ain't different? the subject? Don't I mean, put that it's on. not my subject, but uh, on, Mr. White, you got the answers. We well, know. I would say, well, what I would say, I don't think reading is the same either. Like, I don't think. Uh, I think we changed. Really? Re- so this is what we have no, to look no, no, forward I, to. I say, Y'all just change it every day. Uh, I would say <laughs> we read from right to left. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I mean, we still on the end of the spectrum. But I would say, like, we really has improved because obviously, obviously, it, in America, it has, we haven't. It hasn't been working. Whatever we have been doing, whatever traditional way, <laughs> it has not been working. Like, it, I mean, just being honest yeah. about that. So. It has shifted, really has shifted too and changed to where and how we go about teaching them how to read and then teaching them mm-hmm. um, how to read to learn. And so it's like those things have shifted. And then with math, I mean, I think that was, <laughs> was like, I, don't, I don't even get involved in that. I'm a written teacher. I just, I don't know. This is what I would say, man. That's you the right answer. answer. you like, y'all that's go to math. You go to math class. I got you. Uh, that's my expertise, but I mean, I'm, I'm aware of that. You know, it definitely changed. You teach them how to read the word, the word problem. problem. <laughs> like, kind of, but now it's, it's a whole, yeah, it is. I'm listening to my coworkers, and they be going over there, uh, lesson plan and stuff. It is a whole different world. It's well, it's a whole different world. But it comes to the same conclusion, right? So I feel like, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, when the smoke clears, we came to the same same road. We just took a different route, you know? So and nowadays, yeah. I think... But, you know, it's a whole bunch of people, there's a whole bunch of parents yelling, why you can't just add 20 plus 13? Why you got to make two lines? But <laughs> with, the, with the reading changes, uh, because I didn't realize reading had yeah, changed. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So... 
I have my 1980-something hooked on phonics <laughs> books, and I was like, this is so cute. I'm going to teach my son how to read out of these yeah. same books. That's probably a bad idea, I mean, huh? you use some of the, other, the old tools. I'm just saying, like, we go to school. <laughs> now, I don't think everybody's going to be put on any phonics. Like, you know what's up? There's going to be, like, different techniques and strategies to kind of move that down, man, because reading is so complex. It's not, like, it is no one way to really teach it for right. everything. Like, it's literally, you have to consistently be reflecting, all right, how am I going to break down? With understanding, how am I going to, can people think sometimes, like, I have to teach me an idea. I would then, but before you teach me an idea, you got to teach them how to comprehend, like, small paragraphs, more gist. That's you right. How to gist. That's, that's what um, I'm How do about. they gist? Like, when do they stop and actually think about what they just read? Like, oh, you know, how they do a mm. summary. For each one, man, they're like, how they summarize. So it's like, you got to actually break down the specific skill and then all the components that they need in order to reach that skill. Because sometimes we just skip over all that. It just, all right, man, I did. Okay, just read this. And then what is it all about? <laughs> and they're like, well, wow. well, you know, some of them, some of them may get it, but some of them aren't gonna be able to arrive at that specific man idea that the EOG or the end of the year test is gonna have on it. And they're gonna arrive at something mm-hmm. that the first paragraph had. You have to be make sure they understand that. Okay, the first paragraph that was just the first paragraph. All right, that's the gist of this this second section. Now, when you put us all together, how does it really back to the topic? Now, I'll tell me the main idea. Like, uh, things like that, you got to break down. So, it's so complex, man. I can, I can spend days. I'll be able to do that with my yeah. son, though. I was an yeah. English major, so, I mean, I'm pretty good at yeah. that stuff. So, I'll be able to cover that That's in the good. house. She gonna, I'm going to leave her to math, though. <laughs> don't leave. He, he ain't never going to get out. <laughs> he ain't never going to get out. Well, Mr. White, Mr. White I, I have thoroughly enjoyed um, talking to you. Hold on. I got, I got you know, I gotta have silly questions. Oh, okay. Silly See, my man's right Remember here. the man is a teacher. I know. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, you know me. But I, okay, so you know, as a teacher, I know there's a lot of single mamas, oh, probably wow. some married mamas, <laughs> on a daily basis. And then, and then he done blown up on these viral. Man, look, I know he done had some DMs, but like, I need some extra tutoring. <laughs> That's real. See, you you be the kind of teacher C V would be like, nah, I'll go to the school, don't worry about it. You ain't got to <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, Mr. Oh, Any no. threat? Any threat? Nah. I don't wanna hear no any love, nothing. I'm, I'm now, man, but I don't have no handshakes for my son, but he got a mean hey, shimmy already. That's he's, that's what he's, he's in preparation. That's what he means, yeah, but I, I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you this: once he, uh, you know, confirmed that we were gonna have you on the show, he was like, "Oh, and we gotta try to reach out to Teacher Bay," and I'm like. Nah, why we reaching yeah, out to her? To we ain't need to talk to her. We need, yeah. We need, yeah, we need one teacher, okay? And okay. I appreciate, you, I appreciate you, Mister. <laughs> we need one teacher. Yeah, man, she's okay. in the combo day though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nah, buddy. Nah, we got Mister White though. You see how she rolls? See, cause I can't have him getting up early like, about taking Jackson to school. Oh, now you want to take Jackson to school? Okay. That's funny, so, man. But, man. 
Before we go, tell the ladies where they can Absolutely. find your DM. No, not just the ladies. I want to say that. <laughs> trying to educate the masses. America. That's be white. T A T S be white. Facebook Barry White Jr. YouTube Barry White Jr. And you can uh, visit my website. I am BarryWhiteJr.com. You know, reach out to me, man. I'm always happy to share ideas. You know, talk, you know, relationship, education, building, all that type of stuff, man. We're always open. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. To our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And remember, we here, man. We here.